There's so much going on in today's gospel, the raising of Lazarus from the dead. I want to focus in on one very particular part. And so we know that Lazarus is ill, and his sisters, Mary and Martha, all three of them friends with Jesus, send word to Jesus that Lazarus is ill. And Jesus gets the word, but instead of going immediately, he waits a few days. As a result, Lazarus ends up dying. So by the time that Jesus gets there, Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. But what's interesting, and what I want to focus on, is that when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, word got to her, she went out to meet him. But Mary sat at home. Mary sat at home. Why is this? Why does John make this point? Of course, he doesn't fully explain, and I can only conjecture, and maybe if there's some deeper, wiser people, they could tell me differently. But the way I see it, Mary stays at home because she wants to boudet. Know what boudet means. She wants to pout. Why? Because she made this request to Jesus. My, my brother is sick. Come and help him. I know that you can. But Jesus didn't come right away. It was like her prayer didn't get answered. And so what did she do? She decides she's going to pout because she didn't get her way. Her prayer wasn't answered. And so you can even say she's mad at Jesus. I'm not going to go talk to Jesus. He didn't answer my prayer. You can almost imagine that this would be her response. And so she sat at home. Now, it's easy for us to sort of see this and say, well, that's a really bad attitude in Mary. But the truth is, we all do it. We have our prayer for something that we think is really good, that Jesus should answer. It makes perfect logical sense. And what happens is we send that prayer out, and guess what? It doesn't get answered. Or it doesn't get answered at least the way we want it. And so we decide to boot a two. We get mad at Jesus. We get mad at God. And to be a student, we pray for a, a certain grade in class or a certain boy or girl to like us, and it doesn't happen. And so we boot and get mad at Jesus. Married couples do it. Maybe praying for their spouse to change, praying for that great job that would help them raise their family better, and it doesn't come through, and they decide to boot to get upset. Priests do it too. I know a number of times when a priest doesn't get that parish assignment that he wants. Instead of accepting it, after he's prayed about it, he decides to boudet and often takes it out on his parishioners. We all do it. But let's be honest, when we choose to do that, whenever we have this prayer that we think ought to get answered, and something happens where it doesn't happen, or even some terrible thing happens to us, we act like petulant children who don't get their way. We pout, we get upset, we get angry. And actually, it's a possibility that we might even see that part of Mary's attitude here is that she feels entitled that Jesus respond to her request. Because remember, Mary was the one who sat at Jesus' feet, while Martha was the one who was going about being busy. 
And Jesus said, she's chosen the better part, and she will not be deprived of it. So Mary, maybe, and again, I'm just hypothesizing, Mary thought, well, Jesus, I have a special friendship with Jesus. I've chosen the better part. I'm the Holy One. He needs to answer my prayer. But when he doesn't, she gets upset because maybe she feels entitled to the prayer being answered because, of course, she was the one who sat at Jesus' feet. And so, as I've said over the course of this Lent, we're going to try to have something, or at least I'm going to have something each week in the homily that maybe we can work on, that we can work on giving up. And so, along with whatever else you intend to give up, a suggestion is, this week, let's quit boudin when things don't go our way, whenever our prayer is not answered, when it seems that Jesus is not responding to what we ask. How do we do it? I'm going to give you some very practical points. Number one, and I can't say this any more plainly, don't blame Jesus. It's stupid. All right? It's not his fault. When things don't go wrong well in our lives and something goes wrong, the last person's fault it is is Jesus's. He's God. He can't make a mistake. So don't go and blame him, and please don't come tell me that you're blaming him because I'm not going to give you much sympathy for that. That's the first thing. Sorry. Number two, Jesus is not a genie in a little, a little, you know, lantern. We don't, ooh, I would like Jesus to do this for me. I'm going to rub the lantern, and there Jesus is at our beck and call. Jesus is not at our beck and call. And the gospel makes this perfectly clear. And so this is what is interesting, and it sort of dawned on me after uh, I preached the last homily, so here, they request Jesus to come. Jesus, come do me this little favor. And Jesus doesn't come right away. Mary gets upset. But we see a little bit later on, after Martha talks to Jesus, she goes and calls her sister Mary secretly, saying, the teacher is here and is asking for you. Now, I don't really know if indeed Jesus did say this, or maybe this is a way of Martha getting married and not Boudet, but what happens? As soon as she heard this, she rose quickly and went to him. Jesus is not at our beck and call, but we're at Jesus' beck and call. So when the Lord calls, we better go chop, chop to respond to what he wants. It doesn't work the other way around. Number three, and this is where we engage our intellect, is to understand that maybe the reason Christ doesn't answer the prayer the way we want is because he has different plans. It's quite clear he delays this healing of Lazarus so that he dies in order to be able to work a greater miracle. Of course, Martha and Mary don't know this. They don't understand, but still they figure they have a right to have the Lord do this miracle, or at least the right to understand, to realize that when our prayer doesn't get answered, or when something bad happens that we don't understand that we are not Jesus. We don't have the same perspective that he does. That quite possibly he's permitting this for a deeper reason. And so we want to understand that he may have a deeper reason. And to realize that A, we may not understand it. And B, we have no right to understand it. We can't demand that Jesus explain to me what you're doing. Explain how this is going to work out. Again, we don't tell Jesus how to do his job. Number four, I think the most important thing is when we are faced with the struggle of our prayer not being answered, or things not turning out the way we hope them to turn out, 
is to do like Martha, to make that act of faith. Lord, this doesn't make any sense. Lord, I wish you'd answered my prayer. Lord, I wish you'd have done something else. But you know what? You're the resurrection of the life. You got control, dude. You know what's going on, and I don't. That's a simple act of faith that can counter that boudang that we like to do. And then, finally, and this is an interesting one, is that we can repent. We can say when we do fall into this, Lord, I'm really, really sorry, and maybe even do some gesture to make up for it. Now, this is what's interesting. If you notice the beginning of the gospel, John explains that Mary was the one who had anointed the Lord with perfume oil. We all know that story. But even though he mentions it in chapter 11, which is this gospel, the event of the anointing doesn't happen until the next chapter. Why that is, I have no idea. But it sort of puts her gesture of anointing the Lord's feet in, in context. Maybe this is her way of saying, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, I doubted you. And so this gesture of washing his feet is that way of saying that she's sorry, of repenting for her sin. Sort of a gesture of expressing that. And so we can do these things in our own life during the course of this week and hopefully the rest of our lives when we're faced with that temptation to boudet, to pout, to get mad at Jesus because things aren't going our way. Instead of doing that, put our trust in Christ who is the resurrection and life. Amen.